Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. As you already know from the intro, it's Cornerstone Conversations. Host Neil Wright, and with me, Matthew Koenig, the amazing assistant pastor and director of worship ministries for Cornerstone. How are you, Matt? I'm good. That's an intro. I like that. We'll keep that one in this time. Yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah. Let's give you honour. Where's your Where's your quals? Uh, my qualification, as in, like, what what goes before my name? Well, you my know, name? like I, you said, I'm assistant pastor and director of worship ministries. Bit of a mouthful, really. Yes. Um, what What do you go by? Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's good enough. Yeah. No, but I, I am the pastor. Here or a pastor? Here. A pastor, senior pastor, I think is the appropriate term. In yeah, because I'm over yeah. fifty. Yeah, interesting. Hey, uh, Matt, hey. talking about self control on yep. the weekend. Yeah. So the kids at Cornerstone Kids have been doing Fruit of the Spirit, and looking at those, and I was just sort of reflecting on uh, our lifestyles in the modern age, and uh, there's some verses that I actually didn't bring out on the weekend about what the end times would be like. Mm. Um, basically, it was saying people would lack self-control. Uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is something we talk about, but we can sort of always remember the first ones. Love, joy, and peace. That's what we sort of stop at half the time. Yeah. Then we get a bit lost. Yes. And even if we go along there, there's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. But the last one there is something that I don't think we really talk about much, and that's self-control. Um. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't we talk about that? No, it sounds a bit hard to me. It means I have to be involved, right? Yeah, there's, <laughs> that, there's that weird self in it, and it and it requires some um some input. Yeah, from us. Yeah. So I was just thinking about it, and it's one of the biggest things or the biggest hindrances to us mm. in our faith, but also in our actions towards people, is that we allow self to get in the way, so yeah. we need to control self, basically. Yeah. Self-control. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but it, it means that when we control ourselves, we have to give up certain desires, passions, or selfish things that we want in order to actually promote those other fruits in our life. So if we actually don't have self-control, most of those other fruits won't be present in our life anyway. So if we don't have self-control, we'll probably lack love, we'll lack joy, we'll lack peace, we'll lack patience, we'll lack kindness, we'll lack goodness, we'll lack faithfulness, and we'll lack gentleness. Because mm. if we're not in control of ourselves, those things will totally go out the window because we're going to act in ways that are contrary to what God wants. Yeah. At the same time, we have to recognize that it's a fruit of the Spirit. So it's not something that we um, necessarily can conjure up ourselves, but it's from that connection with God, the relationship that we have with God, that we can actually have self-control. Because without God, we can't. Yeah. We can to an extent. But there's certain things we're going to lack or be weak in. That's where Christ steps into the stead, and I think that's really important. Um. Yeah, and and I just love that, you know, we can actually walk in that. So Galatians 5 is where that verse is, uh, verse 19 to 23 is where I read. And it just gives a clear picture of what the world is like. And I, and I sometimes 
look at this and I think about when I read this, I'm like, you know what our society sort of promotes is that as soon as you become an adult, you can be the most irresponsible person on the earth. So as yep. soon as you turn 18, yeah, go out, get drunk, be wild, party, because you're now an adult. So yep. it's almost like the wrong picture that we sell. And when we read through Galatians, it, it very clearly says that there's some things that show that you are not living in the kingdom of God. And I think this is very important for us to take note of. So when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Um, yeah, Matt, what do you reckon about that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, isn't it good that, that with the Holy Spirit in it, we it, we produce that like it just happens with the fruit? Yeah. Um, you know, and there's that, that list that comes before about, you know, our, our sinful nature and, and the results of that. And, and, you know, that can be a bit challenging reading through that list sometimes and thinking, oh, you know, that's that's me at times. Yep. Um, and, um, you know, just I, I guess it's just a really good reminder for us that, that if if we're truly in in relationship with God and if we're following after him, that he's going to produce these things in our lives and, and, and that's, the, that's the evidence you know what I mean? And so yeah, there's, sure. there's times when, you know, maybe we find ourselves getting frustrated and, you know, having having outbursts of anger or, um, you know, we, we find ourselves being a little bit selfish and we're saying, you know, I'm not going to do that because I, I want to, you know, I want to do this and whatever. And just, just that moment of, oh, hang on a minute, let's let's just reset. Let's, you know, and hopefully we're in that space where we're recognizing that. And, and I think that's part of the spirit at work in us as well is that in those moments where it's like, oh, hang on a minute. You know, I'm letting my I'm letting myself get in the way again. Mm. You know, so even though even though that word self is in self control, it we we shouldn't be in it. I think that's I think that's the key. It, it's it's you know the Holy Spirit in us is God in us that produces those things, mm. and it's and it's really us getting out of the way. Yep. Yeah. So losing control of yourself is almost like. Self-control. Now, I don't mean like losing control, but handing it's over, like handing over control, handing over control. So, yeah, yeah. To if, the spirit. if if yourself is in control, yep, then the likelihood is that our our sinful nature will get in the way. Yep. Whereas if, yep, it's yeah, that's true. It should, maybe it should be called unself-control. No, because it's controlling self. Oh, hurting <laughs> my brain. Setting yeah, my brain. I know. It's a bit bit Good. of a twister sometimes, isn't it? But, yeah. okay, so there's a couple of things about self-control. Um, there's so much. Like, I read through Proverbs, and literally just about every proverb is about self-control, if you actually read through it. It's like, make sure you uh, take control of your finance, take control of your laziness, take control of your sleep, take control yeah. of your drinking, take control yep. of your sex life, take control of... Um, your prayer life. Take there's just so much about you know the wisdom that's in Proverbs is all about self control. Yeah, 
living your life the right way. And yeah. I just love this verse. It's better to be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. Um, to me, that just sort of speaks that someone with self-control actually has more power yeah. than someone who can conquer a city because you don't actually need to control yourself to do that. No, that's right. And then uh, Proverbs twenty five twenty eight: a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. And I, I just pictured like, what, what does it mean? Like in the old days, you know, the walls were around the city. Why? It was to protect from invaders, to protect yep. from animals, to protect from the weather, to protect from disaster, mm. whatever it might be. And, you know, when we lack self-control, it actually opens ourselves up to all sorts of harm. Yeah. 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 We're ready to be blown whatever way, you know. And, you know, there's, there's no defenses against what comes to attack and it's just yeah whatever can just come in. That's right. Yeah. You know, and before you know it, you, you, you're sort of speaking in anger to people, you're treating your wife or your husband badly, your kids badly, you're, you're stealing, like all those sorts of things start to come into your life because you lack that self-control. Yeah. Um, and I just sort of brought up one, two, three, four, five, six areas where we might need to practice self-control. Um, faith, finance, fitness, family, fun, friends. Yep. Do you like that, all the Fs on that? Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, thank you. The, Can you the add another one? The six Fs of self-control. <laughs> Is there another F that I missed there? Uh, food. 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 You nice. did talk about food on Sunday. You talked about the all-you-can-eat buffet. Yes. And, and the need for... Lack of self-control, I think, was well, the message that we were getting. Yes. Like, you know, you need a. <laughs> I was saying you know, it takes a lot you, of... You were disappointed that as you grew older that you couldn't you couldn't consume as much as what you had previously. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. yeah that, was, that was my takeaway. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Yeah. The, the point is that you needed a lot of self-discipline to keep eating when you're full. Ah, <laughs> ah, okay, yes. But you could add, you could add food in there. You could definitely add food, and I think yeah. that is important. Like, because that can even include the type of food you eat and stuff. And when when you look at that, it's really important that we, you know, think about those things in faith. And um, you know, like with faith, it's it's easy to not be part of it. So we, so what would self control and faith be? I guess it would be being obedient to Christ. But more than that, it's just being obedient to what He wants us to do. Yeah. In terms of fellowshipping and stuff like that, um, how we grow, where we're immersed in, um, to what we learn. So, two of the biggest things I think for us is our tongue. Yeah. And it's sort of linked with the second one, which is anger. Um, that people can really get out of control that way. Um, so, might get you to read James 3, verse 7 to 10, Matt. Yep, so it just says this. It says, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. Uh, it is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth, and surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Yeah. Yeah, tongue's pretty powerful, hey? Sure is. Yeah. Have you ever said anything you regret? Um, <laughs> other than things in this podcast, no, um, yeah, all, all the time. I mean, not all the time, but you know, there are there are those moments, and I think you you mentioned them on Sunday too, where you you say something and then you're like, oh, oh, 
you know, mm. abort. Yeah, you know, too late. it's like too late. You can't you can't rein that one back in. But yeah, you know, it's the thing that really stands out at me in in that in that passage is is how it talks about that. Um, you know, there's there's blessing and curses that come out of the same yeah the same mouth. You know, and which is which is absolutely true. And and just being, you know, that that verse that says you know capture every thought. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff, and just being in that space and making sure we're thinking about what it is that we're we're talking, mm. you know, and getting in that space of of really thinking about what we're talking about before we say anything. Yep. Um. Again, it probably comes back. It comes back to that self control is having having being in that habit of of doing that. Yeah. So that you are actually stopping yourself from destroying people. Oh. The clowns are back. Clown on the unicycle. There's a, there's a, what's the clown in the unicycle doing here? <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard it. It was. Um, <laughs> I heard it. Maybe I'll, no I'll tell him to go away. There's a, there's, yeah. See you, mate. See you. Bye. Yeah, that's pretty clever. Unicycle and juggling at the Silly same time. Clowns. What a takes a lot of self control to be able to do that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yes. So, yep. Blessing and cursing, yeah. and I think there there is a verse that says that. For a Christian, I mean, it's good advice for everyone. It's it's be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That yeah, you know, and that is really that's the self control. There, it's like often the words that we speak in our anger are because we didn't listen in the first place, and we just assume stuff. Yeah, or we allow it to to hit our heart in the wrong way and not listen to the the purpose of what was said. Um, but we take it to heart. I mean, that's normal, but yeah. 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 So the other Proverbs verses for that, uh, there's so many, but I'll just read two. Proverbs thirteen three, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Open your mouth opening your mouth can ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's happened to me. It would have been better if I said nothing yeah. <laughs> at the time. Yeah. You think it was wise, but it wasn't. Um Psalm four four, don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. So again it's like not letting anger control you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of verses about angry people, not being friends with an angry person, mm. that an angry person shows themselves to be a fool. Um, you know, there's so much about anger. And it says, you know, if you are going to get angry, it says be angry and don't sin. So yeah. there's certain times when anger is actually appropriate, but most of the time, we see it played out in a in a bad way. So here's some little tips that we had about um, learning to control yourself. Number one was be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, why would I put that there, Matt? Well, the Holy Spirit's what produces all the gifts. Yeah, and the fruit. So, and, well, I'm, yeah, but sorry. Yes, that's that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, the fruits. So. That's a bit of a no-brainer, really. Yeah, so that's the first step. Yes. Yes. Number two, avoid temptation. So I think, you know, sometimes to actually grow in strength, you have to get out of where you are, you know. Yeah. Like, don't put yourself in a place where you're tempted. You don't have to yeah. prove yourself to anybody. No, that's right. Or to God. Plan ahead, which is sort of the same thing. It's like, if you know you're going to be put into a bad situation... Like, let's just say you're going out with your mates. Um, you know at a certain time they're going to be doing stuff that you don't want to be involved in because you're a Christian. Plan ahead to leave. You yeah. know, make sure that that um, 
your planning is good anyway. And I think this also goes into the next one, which is practice. So in your life, just to practice it. You yeah. know what I mean? Practice practice self-control. You know, even though you might feel like eating something, don't eat it. Like you go to the, the checkout and you go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get a chocolate bar. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But just go, you know what? I'm actually going to not listen to my flesh at this time. And I talked a little bit about fasting there. And yeah, yeah it, it's a good practice for a Christian because it doesn't move God. What it does is put down our flesh and stops us listening so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meditate on the Word of God. You talked a little bit about that, about taking thoughts captive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Remind yourself of the consequences of your actions. So understand that. You know, you might think, you know, by not having self-control, you know, I've told my wife what I thought or that person what I taught, thought, my friends, I told them exactly what I think. Um, and the consequence might be that in the end you lose your friend. Yeah. You know, that might be bad or you lose your marriage, whatever it might be. Um, or your business because you're not running it well, whatever they are. Um, the consequence of your sin is one of the biggest things of course um start small so what do you reckon i I mean by that matt start small yeah um well just i guess just putting into practice in in like every area of the life but just those little things like what you're saying about the chocolate bar you know that's a that's a pretty basic pretty small Mm. thing um but as you do that as that becomes natural and and normal then then it just permeates into all areas of your life hopefully yeah um but you, you know you gotta you gotta start somewhere yeah. yeah and the last one was be consistent and i think self-control is not necessarily big actions right yep. it's be consistent just turn up yep and i think that was one of the things in terms of our whole christianity walk is you just turn up you know, you don't feel like it sometimes. You just turn up. Why is that? Because you actually begin to change who you are, develop the fruit. And my thoughts were like, you know, you grab a baby um, that's born to an Australian family, European-Australian family. You take that baby, chuck it in Africa, in the middle of the bush with a family that doesn't speak English. That baby will not speak English. Why? Because it's immersed in that culture. They'll, they'll yeah. act differently. They'll have different ways of thinking Yep. And for us as Christians, it's very important that we do that as well. We just turn up because it will bring change yeah. as we hang around Christians that are that are filled with faith. Starting small is also, um, you might say, say, for example, even in your house, it's the biggest mess and you know, oh man, I really need to clean it up. I want to be hospitable, whatever it might be. Just make sure every time you get up, pick up a dirty cup, pick up a fold that bit of clothing, whatever it might be, and mm. and just do it a step at a time because sometimes it can actually be overwhelming. You know, it's like if I'm really, really, really overweight and I want to lose weight, I can't run 10 kilometers the first day. No, you just right. start with each step yep. and move and be consistent. Yeah. Yep. Any thoughts, Matt? Well, it is that it is that thing. I, I remember that a song that we used to sing as kids. You know, that faith is like a muscle. Use it, and it will grow. Sort of thing. You know, you can't, as you were saying before, you can't just go whole hog and expect it to mm. be in that space. So, you know, just that, you know, being consistent, turning up, you know, doing those those little things, and over time, you know, yeah. you'll get stronger in those areas, and and that will just 
you know, it'll it'll permeate your whole life. Yep. Um, but just yeah, just so key to be in that space of just turning up. And, yeah. Um, just really, yeah, I guess doing what we can to immerse ourselves in in the culture that is that is God's family. Yeah. Um, you know, as we as we, like like the example you were talking about with the baby in in being sent over to Africa, that sort of example of, you know, we'll speak their language, we'll understand their culture rather than the culture and language of, of their natural parents. Yeah. You know, like that's, you know, as, as Christians, we need to gather together. We need to, we need to be in community together so that we can, you know, be influenced by that, by that community. And, and, you know, yeah. I think that's one of the real challenges in, in being in the world is that we're also influenced by by the world that's around us yeah, you know? for and, sure. and so um you know and it's like like that that example that we we're talking about before of the of the body being without or sorry the the like a city without walls yep. sort of thing you know as as we establish ourselves in in christian community in the body of christ those walls are established which protects us from those things in the, in yeah. the outside world that can come in and and destroy yeah absolutely no that's true last verse psalm 32 8 to 9 the lord says i will guide you along the best pathway for your life i will advise you and watch over you do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control yeah. and, I, and i think that's you know we don't want to be the person that needs someone else to walk us in the path that we should go we should have that self-control yeah and yeah don't blame other people for where you are. Yeah. Don't blame other people for your habits. Don't blame other people because you're not being fed. Don't blame other people because you're not growing or because they're not spending time with you. Take a bit of control of your own life mm. and, and just, yeah. Yeah. Let God lead you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, let God lead you. Yep. Excellent. That's it. Cool. Catch you later. Bye.